You're listening to the HBI Podcast. Health, business, and in-between. Physio, chiro, and myotherapy. Please welcome your host, the chiro, Nathan Bridger. I adjusted people on Christmas Day. The physio, Ben Humphreys. My hair's growing back, my eyebrows are back, mate, I'm good. And the myotherapist, Mina Garris. We can't change body parts, but we can strengthen All right, everybody. Well, welcome back to the Health, Business, and In Between podcast, episode two. We two. made it. We did. So, for these first few weeks, we are actually going to be interviewing each other, just to give you a better understanding of what each profession does and entails. And today, we're starting with the big man, man with the giant heart, the man with the new clinic open up real soon. That's it. Mean of the Tell us a bit guys? about it, man. Lead us in. All right. So, um, currently in the process of uh, building a new clinic, which I'm super, super, super excited about. Um, it's been crazy trying to juggle work and life and podcasts and treatment and clients <laughs> as well as trying to build a business. But it's fun. It's challenging. Um, but I think you guys got some questions for me. Well, I think first up, before you even get started, you need to tell us, what's the name of the new business? So it's called My Body Clinic. So we'll acronym that and say MBC. So My Body Clinic. Hello, where are you? So we're located at 951 Nepean Highway in Bentley. Good. Now Bentley official sponsor of the show. <laughs> <laughs> so Benny, lead us away. What's first question for the man, the myth? Oh, I think um, give us a background of... I think you first as a person and then we'll delve into um, why you got into myotherapy and, and your passion behind it. Sure, sure. All right, so about me. So I'm currently 31, going on 32. Um, I, I'm an early child. I'm Scorpio. So you probably see some unique uh, characteristics come out there. Um, most of all, I've been brought up around quite a large family. So care, trust, and respect have been some values that have really kind of brought up in me. So, you know, how do you develop that through your teenage years, through your adult life, and now to, to the position we're at now where we're building businesses and helping people? So, you know, doing my therapy was never something I always wanted to do. You know, having an Egyptian background as either pharmacy, doctor, a lawyer, accountant, you know, these are the sorts of things we knew. Um, but, you know, I had, thankfully I had really cool parents who allowed me to think freely and be who I wanted to be. So I became a myotherapist by complete accident, <laughs> which, is, which is an interesting story. So uh, initially I actually wanted to be an anesthetist. Oh, uh, Yes, yes, that's, that is exactly, that's what I wanted to do. So... In order to do that, I was had to do a few years of nursing. Um, I did up to third year nursing, came to do placement, went back to the room to discuss how we went. I said, I hate it. Huh. I don't want to do it. Give it to someone who's more deserving of it. I just couldn't handle the demand. It was just crazy. I just wasn't for me. Went back to my VTAC guide. I looked up and I found my therapy. I'm like, yeah, I can do physio, osteo, no worries. Did the course three years, loved it ever since. That's brilliant. I um, I actually never knew that about you. That you <laughs> did. You done heaps of shit that I don't even know what you did. Like you I know. Life I, I hope you. you've still got the cute outfit, mate. I'd love to see you working out a little nurse action. Oh, mate, <laughs> let me tell you. Like, no, nah, honestly, yeah. I hated it. Absolutely hated it. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not doing this. So, um, teachers cracked it because I was actually really good at what I did, knowledge-wise. But 
just wasn't for me. So jumped into this course and 10 years down the track, probably eight years down the track now, here we are. That's great. So what, um, what led you to myotherapy? Like out of all the other choices to make, like explain that. Good question because there's a bunch of other things. So I kind of didn't want to study for another five years and I wanted to kind of get started and get working because if not, then my dad was going to kind of break me into his business, his jeweler. It's not something I wanted to do at all. Um, just not creative, didn't have that sort of passion for it. So I knew I loved sport, so that's something that always kind of brought me towards yeah. that sort of industry. Um, physio was going to be another five years. I said, you know what, nah. I thought, what's another easier way? I the easy way. But then I found my therapy. I liked what it explained. I liked the, you know, the thought of it. I liked the way you could deviate to other sort of other forms, forms you know, uh, professions. Yeah. And then I said, you know what, I'll trial it. I've already done half the subjects. I'll take a year and a half off what I've already done. Give it a go. That was really it. Yeah. And then... Was it something you loved straight away or did you find like one of those things that you, like, as you got deeper and deeper, you just sort of enjoyed it more? As I got deeper and deeper, I enjoyed it more. So I didn't know that I was good at massage. And so then first part of it was relaxation. Say again? So you got iron fists, mate, strong hands. <laughs> or something had to be strong, mate, because when I came <laughs> to the university, I wasn't very strong-minded for it at all. But... Um, yeah, so that, so that was the journey. So then I, you know, everyone started telling me, you're really good, you're really good. And I'm like, complete self-doubt. I'm like, I'm not, you're just close mates of mine. And then as I kind of progressed, I started to see clients. It was like, this is amazing, this is fantastic. I'm like, oh, shit. Uh, I think somebody got something here. I think we landed something. And then I worked for other companies, you know, I worked for Telstra overseas as well. So, but I always kind of fell back to massage, jumped in with dad's business. You know, just to kind of get some extra passive income, some extra work, helping him out. Um, and then I worked with him heaps. And then after that, I'd go and work massage. And every single day was a 12-hour day. And it's always something that's been there throughout my whole career. And then the last few years, I said, you know what, that's enough. Leave everything else. I'm doing this full time. And so for the last probably four years now, just been going 100% yeah. ahead, full steam ahead. That's awesome, awesome You've been as you said, it's sort of been your safety net each time. Like you've tried yeah. the nursing, you've tried doing some um, stuff with your dad's business in the jewellery industry. You've tried telecommunications and you're like, thought, fuck it, I need to actually, I'm, I'm good at it. So yeah. you know, I can run my own business. So yeah. why don't I just go balls deep into my therapy and see what I can make of it? Yeah, and look, at, at the same time, like, I learned so much from my dad's business. I learned so much from Telstra in terms of people's behaviours and managing teams and managing people and understanding. So I thought, you know what, let's use all of that and put it into something that I actually want. Yeah. And these are stuff that takes years and years to learn through business courses and whatnot. I had already gained all this knowledge. So it just was another level that helped me progress i love what i do more without the stresses of how do i do this and how do i do that you know um i've never really worked with anyone in this field ben's the only person i've ever worked with in this field i've always been on my own so you know to start branching out with other professions just shows really how much and i get to meet like-minded people i just i love it now more than i've ever loved it my whole career man that's the that's best so that's the best attitude as well like 
Too yeah. many people sitting in jobs they hate or doing that extra work and thinking they're getting nothing more than a bit of cash at the end of the week. But like you said, you yeah. got tangible skills. You got to learn how to work with people. You know, you learn business management from your dad and things like that. And then you got to put it into this. And if nothing else, if it wasn't for the fact, you know, there's plenty of good practitioners that mm. are useless in business. And there's plenty, yep. plenty of yeah. shitty practitioners that are doing really well in business. Yeah. You're, like, yeah. you're the combination of the best of the both worlds. And I reckon this clinic's going to kill it. But I think we really need to hit a big point right now. Yep. One of the questions I get asked of me a lot is, because we have a myotherapist in my clinic down here in Geelong, mm. what is myotherapy? And I think you're the number Good one. Question. Good question. Good question. I love this love question it. because my vision and one of the main key drivers for me is to teach and educate people on who to go for for what issue, right? And that's a forever ongoing learning. So I might not be able to, you know, from our last podcast, we said that I, I might not be able to help you, but I'm the one that helped you because I put you to the right person. So if we can be that sole network to help our clients. So my therapy, myo truly means muscle therapies, okay? So we assess, treat, and rehabilitate most soft tissue injuries, right? Our strengths, so myotherapy is a combination of relaxation, remedial, and myofascial techniques, right? So what that looks like is we assess, but not as intensively as a physio, okay? So we have our basic range of movements. We check any basic nerve damage. We have a look if there's any soft tissue injury, and then we assess before we actually treat. Yeah. We spend a good portion of about... 85% of our time hands-on. Mm -hmm. And then our main job also is to supply a rehab plan to help. Now, I'll note a lot of people in the industry don't do that. They give them a couple of stretches just to do with a TheraBand, but nothing really comprehensive, yeah. which I feel is another big gap when it comes to my therapy, which is why I link keeps with you guys to kind of get that area because we don't get really taught that much. You know, and I remember back at school, we only got taught you know, a couple of online lessons. So mm -hmm. this is where we separate my therapy, like, for example, the physiotherapy. Mm. So, you know, there's a few other conditions that we treat. So we look at sciatica, we look at uh, muscle tears, strains and sprains. Um, we have a look at tension headaches. We have a look at, um, you know, yeah, muscle yeah. rehabilitation. So there's heaps. There's heaps that we do. You guys, yeah, it's like the way I explain to people is, like, obviously we've got – our own strengths and weaknesses with personal yep. strengths and weaknesses and personal interests and disinterests. And obviously we usually work better with the things that we actually like. And because you have a bodybuilding background, a gym background, obviously you're much more, I'd say much better at working with, um, you know, acute sporting injuries and working with people who train quite regularly because they're your main clientele. And as you said, yep. Oh, as we, as I know, you train quite regularly and just before we're in, in prep for a bodybuilding comp and a lot yeah. of your clientele are bodybuilders. So because you are treating that clientele and you are interested in it, so you're going to see a lot of bodybuilding injuries, sporting injuries and that sort of thing. Yeah. And what I was going to say before is um, physiotherapists are traditionally quite poor at um, manual therapy and that's where... Yeah. Myotherapists, their strongest suit is the my is the hands-on manual therapy. Yeah. Um, well, I can already say from working with you, and I've got to work with a few other elite myotherapists. You're definitely quite good at the diagnostic and the rehab side, as well as being really good 
arguably the best, I reckon, at like manual therapy. I'll take it. <laughs> uh, you need to treat Nate, it's just so Nate can get a feel of those things. We'll make that happen because I am this body. Is Let us know when you're down next. Man, we, we need to set that up for sure. I think yeah. one, one more thing I think we really need to differentiate there because I think there's, we understand their myotherapy, you know, muscle therapy, that manual therapy, but with that added ability to assess, diagnose. But I still think for, like, say, the general population or the average listener, none of our listeners are average, obviously, but you know what I mean. <laughs> What is the difference between, say, your massage therapist and your myotherapist? Like, what's the big, big yeah. ticket item that differentiates? The so, as say, suddenly you go into the shopping centres, for example. Yeah. All right, and this is a really, really. It's just a really good example to use because that's the first thing that people think about. I need a massage. I'm going to go there. I just need quick relief, right? Because I've got a sore neck, I've got a headache, whatever it may be. So. They pretty much get taught six strokes per muscle till you hit the L. Yeah. All right? Yeah. So there's no concentration specifically on this hurts me, why does it hurt me? Yeah. Here's why, here's how we fix it. There's no conversation. So your the, the main differentiation sorry, between you guys is that rather than being, you know, a set, procedure of certain massage and strokes and yeah. you're, you're more like delving into all right what happened more on the assessment and diagnostic side so you're, you, you're yeah more advanced that's for sure you get that bolted on to an awesome hands-on massage so we're basically yeah. talking the difference so, between like critical thinking and following a standard procedure like you're yes. you're a human being the other person's a bit more of a robot and that's not correct not, not to diss anything, but that's, again, that brings back to the point to go to, who do you go to when you have an issue, right? So if you're just feeling a little bit tight, whatever, no really big issue, you know your body, you just want a quick massage, go for your life, right? But if there's something that's been lingering that you need someone who can give you a massage with the anatomy in mind, yeah. that's when you know. So, for example, I know, if I, so the difference between us, they don't won't look at trigger point referral patterns. Okay, yeah. so I know if I hit this trigger point, it's going to affect this, okay? They don't look at if your tendons are tight. They don't look at if you've got asymmetries or if you've got weaknesses. So we can have a quick look at you and assess that and treat that specific thing, not just the hit and miss approach when we're massaging. Remedial therapists will just use basic hands-on techniques, right? We will use cupping, needling, scraping, um, joint mobilization so we have a lot more tools that we can use with our hands that differentiate us from your standard massage yeah that's a good point will are we likely because i think this is a question that you probably get asked more than you'd like and i did see it on your insta the other day am i likely <laughs> to see a red light at 1am outside of your shop for sweet happy endings like is that it'll be it'll be one to say now open yeah, but it's always yeah. a happy ending here, mate. Always. <laughs> There's no, you can't pick down the option on the on the Clinico link. It's not like full body, yeah. full body happy <laughs> ending. <laughs> no, no, no. We don't have. And another thing is, we don't have categories. Like we had a call. Do you do a 15 minute massage for the neck? No. Yeah. Right. So we don't kind of categorize it. We have time slots. Yeah. All right. And if you have a condition, then we treat that condition, not just head, neck, foot. Yeah. So yeah, there's another differentiation too. Awesome. That's like, yeah, yeah. It's it's more you 
as I said, the more assessment diagnostic plus like often a lot of people that, and this is what happens all the time with all of us, like people will say, oh, this part of my neck is, is sore. So can I just get that little bit massage? But you're like looking at yes. your anatomy and looking at everything else. Say, so, well, this has happened because of this and yes. these other areas going to be tight and sore. This is going to be stiff. So I'm gonna, rather than, you know, focus on the isolated area where the person says all the pain is, you're like, all right, I'm going to treat all the surrounding structures and everything involved to make sure we give you a proper relief, proper treatment, so then you can go on about your day and hopefully not have this thing come back. Correct. Most of the time you can't even communicate with these therapists. Yeah. You know? So <laughs> for us, it's... We won't go too deep down that pathway on day two here, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it's a thing against them because people ask this, and this is the raw stuff people want to hear. And yeah. these are the real conversations I'm yeah. having with people on, on a daily basis. But we'll I, keep that for episode 12. I get the same thing. I usually get you get the person who comes in who's been like, oh, my neck's been sore for like three weeks. I went and saw the insert nationality person down yeah. the road at the shopping center, and I think they made it worse. And I'm like, and it's like, they probably didn't, but you probably had a highly inflamed joint and you asked them to rub it for an hour. Like, yeah, you've, got to, you've got to play that game there. <laughs> so let's cut back to what you were talking about before where you wanted, you know, your big vision here is to show people, you know, where, like, where do they go? What do they do? So coming back to Mayo, in your opinion right now, and if we talk in the sphere of other health professions, osteo, chiro, physio, yep. where do you see your best input for working within this you know, this spectrum. The pain. So I, when, when you treat someone, there's also, there's always going to be, you know, a skeletal aspect to their issue or a nerve aspect or a rehabilitation aspect. They're not my strengths. So I know who has those, who have those strengths. Okay. So for me, this is the way I explain it to people is think of a trailer. You've got three, you've got box, you've got three boxes, three by three. So you've got nine boxes, right? And you've got the tie downs that go on the trailer. So your tie downs are your muscles. Your boxes is, is, is your bones. Okay? And everything else surrounding it, the neck, is basically all your soft tissue. The way I see it is we need to pull those straps off, which is the massage, release all that up, mm-hmm. align the boxes, see your chiro, see your osteo, and then get the straps put back on, which is your rehab, which is your physio. Okay? So these are the sorts of way that I like to explain to people. This is just the process. That's why if you see a chiro, you might not get that relief that you want. And then people bag out chiros. Oh, I went two days later, well, shit. Okay? That's because your muscles are still tight as hell. <laughs> right? Well, I did the rehab. Well, like you've just done major injuries. It's going to take you a lot more time than just two weeks of just pulling a piece of plastic. <laughs> right? So it takes time and it takes a group of people. So my goal, my aim is to have people in-house and people external. Like, okay, go see this person, go see this person, then come back and see me. We all communicate. That's an awesome analogy, yeah. man. Yeah. I really like that. It's like, good. like I often use the one, but it's a lot simpler. Is just that like where people are like, I've been in the gym doing the rehab, but I'm not getting better. And you're like, yeah, but you, your structure's not there. You just basically put a bigger engine in a car with a wheel alignment issue, all it did was drive harder into that tree. But if you fix <laughs> up the wheels and then you slap that engine in, now it's got performance. But I like yours more because it actually covers everything. Much simpler. <laughs> but that, be, be but, yeah, what I mean. yeah, yeah, I did. I get, um, it's mainly, I, I believe you guys are the strongest um, and the best soft tissue like manual therapists for sure. So 
Um, I think that's where you guys fit in the jigsaw puzzle. Like physios are traditionally not good at it. Osteos are decent at it and can do obviously the spinal manipulations as well. Chiros do a lot of spinal manipulations and nervous system stuff. And the myos are the ones who are really good at all the soft tissue work. And the combo is so good for stuff. Like I know with our myo in-house, I have people that will see him, they do a 20, 30-minute session, then they come see me. Man, do those That's people best. solid results. And none of that makes my life a lot easier. Like you take all those issues, like the tone of those muscles away, like I can, I can do a lot better work on someone. It's amazing. Like, even it's phenomenal. It's been a phenomenal thing to see the difference for someone having that combination rather than especially in-house too where instead of having to be like, go see X person on Wednesday and I'll see you on Friday where it's just like, boom, nailed it. Yeah. Now you're doing awesome. Yeah, unreal. Uh, what else? So what's, what's next, Nate? Hey, what's next? I think... Well, hold on. Let me better. We'll check where we're at as we're a professional unit here at the, uh, the HBR podcast <laughs> here, mate. Um, I guess the big thing I want to check next, and we'll talk about next week in a second, but come back to you in a minute. So, obviously, the clinics, when we got an opening date? So, I'm, I'm hoping it was supposed to be this week, but unfortunately, we haven't been able to finish everything on time. That is um, I'm hoping time. for Monday. Monday. Yeah, Monday. Yeah, Monday. Monday. Eighth? Yes. Have I said that? No. Yeah. So look, we're, we're aiming for that. So I'll hopefully have everything moved over by the weekend. Um, I'm going to settle in first, kind of get a feel for it, get everyone in. I still want to build a few more rooms. So I want to have everything up and running. And then I'm going to do an open day. So I'll share with you guys a little bit later on. I'll have all you guys down, um, yeah. do assessments, do a few fun things around, have a get all the sponsors out, yeah. and um, have a proper, proper launch party. Um, so I'm really, really excited for that. I'm not a trainee, so this building this place has been <laughs> a lot harder than I anticipated. Um, so when you learn, you know, when you open up a business, you try and plan for as much as you can. Huh. There's always going to be things that you'll learn for the next time you open up a lot. Yeah. So we're in that phase. So I think there'll be interesting podcasts to talk about. You know, um, what's it like opening yeah. up a business 101? That'll be huge for all of our listeners. Like I know I'm just starting to plan for it potentially late next year. I'm looking at jumping the gun and doing it. I spent yeah, an hour with my coach today, my business coach, and I've got a huge whiteboard I'm just looking off at at the moment of just some of the things. I bet there's about a thousand more. So that'd be an awesome episode, both yeah. me personally yeah. and I think anyone listening around. But just before we kick it off, my body clinic, mate, what do you, like, you're about to open up. Is it just you starting up and where do you see it in, say, three months, six months, a year? Are you now, you want to be a solo operation or you want to have this huge thing? Like, basically, should people start sending their resume to you? Yes. So, I, the goal is, so there's five rooms. We want six therapists on board. We want an osteopath. We want a physio. Yeah, so the goal is to have eight people on board, or even ten people on board, including myself, um, operating within the next 12 months. Ooh. So the goal is obviously I've got you guys there to support me all the way through. Um, but at the same time, you know, I know you guys are quite busy, so if I can have my in-house people as well, it's just going to help my clientele just achieve better results straight away. And I'm really excited. So I've been waiting to do this for the last ten years. Um, yeah. Just show, you know, what people see on Instagram, what happens in reality. Um, people don't see, like I put up a post the other day, like I literally used to knock on every single door on my street. I mean, uh, 
I'm a myo, can I treat you? You know, that's that's how I started. Um, but we'll delve into that in the next in the next podcast though. But um, I'm really excited. So eighth, I'll be starting. So with Sean and myself, uh, we'll be operating out of one room for now. I'm getting some doors put on the other rooms, and then hopefully within the next three months, we'll have the osteo on board and another therapist on board. That's awesome, bro. Um, now, going who who do you like to work with? Like, say clientele. Like, who do you guys treat? So we treat. Everyone and anyone. So it doesn't matter what age. We even go from kids all the way through to like adulthood. Um, if you're in an office, if you're a tradie, if you're a gym goer, if you're a labourer, if you're working um, on a trade, it doesn't matter what you do, we will have a place for you. I just made that wrong by accident. But, um, yeah, it doesn't matter. Like I like to work in the sporting industry because – these guys need it a lot more thoroughly and more often um, where different people have different situations. So um, we treat anyone we want. That's good. And apart from having obviously your, your in-house team, um, you're also opening up, a, you got some room for rehab, right? Yes. So um, there's an, a huge common room at the back, which we're flipping that into a gym. So I'm really, really excited for that. So the physios, the osteos and the myos and even some of the remedial therapists can use that space as well. Um, and it's really good checking for our clients. and just adds an extra variation um, to the rehab sector that I'm really, really interested in. So um, and Penny's going to come over. I think that's the future for all health practitioners to have. You've got to have it there. You've got to have it there. Like, you just, otherwise, like, you can tell everyone everything, but if you can't make them feel and, like, see it, Show me, tell me, show me again. <laughs> love it, love so it. that's it. That's the plan. That's the Sounds best, man. Well, that's what I think. We'll pull that in for today. I think we've learned a lot yeah, about it today, and I think next next episode, stay tuned for the big man in the top corner on the one I'm looking here, Mr. Ben Humphreys, telling us all about how physio works. Tell us diving deep, yelling at people. I'm sure, like all the other fun <laughs> things. Well, um, yeah, they won't be talking about just the tip. Won't cover who I am and and the uh, the flaws in the physiotherapy industry and how I met you, beautiful men. Oh, mate, this is an exciting oh, mate, time. Story, man, love in the room. All right, boys. Well, we'll call it in. I'm going to pull it apart. Thanks everyone for hanging out, and we'll see you next time on the Health Business and In Between podcast. Well, good night. Everybody, awkwardly stand there while I figure out where the button is.